Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? We welcome you in to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Coe here with you. We've got... The magical beard of fantasy himself. It's the franchise. It is Matt Franciscovich. What's cracking? Hey, man. Coming off a good weekend. Yeah. I'm ready to rock. It's Feeling an good? exciting week. Oh, Football starts this week. I am not used to everyone uh, in this room wearing collared shirts. We've got the whiz kid from Wisconsin. Alex Gilhart, what's going on? I'm with franchise, man. Week one is here. I feel like I'm finally in season mode. I'm ready to forego my social life, go home and do work every night after I leave here. That's a way to you be. Know, watch game tape on my days off. All right. It is a wonderful time to be alive. Lovely. Wow. I just feel I feel so inspired by that. That's amazing. I come in here. I look the most bummish out of all of you guys. I didn't do yeah, my you, hair. So you, business you do. as usual. You do. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Business as usual. So okay. Hey, actually, being honest, James has a spot in the like, changing locker room over there. For, <laughs> oh, that's true. For regular TV personalities. Ah. Us bums don't. Not, yeah. so. Not quite my narrative. Uh, Not quite right. my narrative. Okay, okay. All right. We've got the uh, reception, perception, creator, the best man from West Virginia, Calling me skeptical on that. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Matt Harmon. What's up? What's going on? Oh, it's good to be here. I had a nice, uh, not long weekend because <coughs> I'm here on the holiday, but oh, nice that's true. weekend down right. in Austin. Saw my friend Buster get married. Uh, shout out to him and his uh, beautiful Bro, wife. Bro, what's the long weekend? You took oh, Friday yeah. off. Oh, yeah, that's right. Congrats, <laughs> Buster. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I was gone on Friday. What are you complaining about? I'm not complaining. I was just saying. I By the way, I mean, this is what I love. You just got back, and you're taking vacay time already. I don't really want to comment and say what I really want to say on that issue. Okay. So I'll just say my attorney advises me not to comment <laughs> on this issue. Fair enough. By the way, I have one thing I have to do. Speaking <clears throat> of our company, I have one corpo thing to get out of the way. Apparently, there's a new contest going on. Oh. If you create a team before kickoff, yes. you will be entered for a chance to win a trip to Super Bowl 52. Ooh. So there's no purchase necessary. It ends on September 7th. But is this if retroactive? you get active, no. It, I mean, well, I think it started uh, over the weekend, maybe. Okay. But so in the next several days, get some chumps together, create yeah. a league, and you'll have a chance to go to Super Bowl 52. Sick. And, and if you have a team already, 
what is preventing you from creating another team yeah on nfl.com go talk to your neighbors get the weird kids down the street it's all free oh my we're good to go okay we've got breaking news wait hold on we're gonna get to breaking news we we have so much news oh my gosh this (laughs) weekend was insane insane oh my god my family got so mad at me they're like why are you on your phone i know i'm like (laughs) i'm like dude please leave me alone i i need to be with my (laughs) thoughts right now and your takes? In my takes? Oh, I'm with you. I'm so I, I've got so many takes that I just need to fire up, but I can't because I'm with the fam. Uh, oh was, my god, so much news! I was at this wedding, like tr- trying to like sneak cig breaks, but like with my phone. <laughs> oh like, yeah, I don't actually smoke <laughs> cigarettes, but it's like yeah, I'm just looking in a corner, like <laughs> okay, you know, pull up Roto World real quick. Oh yeah. my god! Boom! All right, back to the wedding. Believable. Um, are you guys done with your listener league announcements? We're square. Oh, league is everyone, full. everyone's. Ha- we have to set square. the draft. I have to say off the top though, Nick Yaroma, uh, hit me up on Twitter or Facebook. Message me. You're the last remaining person. If we don't hear from you by the end of today slash Tuesday morning, we're gonna go. have to replace you in the league because we got to get this thing going. People okay, have yeah. been. Okay. Barraging That's Marcus right. in my DMs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. When is the league? Yeah. Like, guys, oh, chill, God. please. So, Nick Roma, <clears throat> hit me up, man. Twitter uh, or Facebook. You should have it on one of those. Find me there and message me, please. I will be making the final four selections. Ooh, final four. In the danger zone. It's the big league. dance. Oh, my goodness. We're going to close out with a round of daily daps, but we start your show as we always do with your top headlines. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. This is the woo. I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Don't watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. Oh, this is going to be chunky, baby. This is going to be a big news block. <laughs> and we'll start. <clears throat> we'll start with a little bit of breaking news, right? Because the Colts did trade to get Jacoby Brissett, but it looks as if. Eh, well, I mean, it, it shouldn't really surprise you, right, too much. Uh, but uh, they're going to be going Scott Tolzien starting week one. It will not, of course, be Andrew Luck. No surprise there. Uh, and, again, Jacoby Brissett just uh, basically got on the team. So uh, I'm sure he will be learning the playbook extensively over the next few weeks. All right, so we get that one out of the way. But let's start really with Willie Sneed. Suspended three Wait, games. Should we touch on what to do with uh, T.Y. and stuff, with Luck not starting and Tolzien being in there against the you Rams defense I, on I, the road? I tell you what, we've got them all. We've got all that down there because Philip Dorsett traded down there too, so uh, we will get to that. Okay. Let's start with Snead because start I think Snead. I think Snead is the most interesting one. Um, and, again, I, I know that uh, the man to my left here, Matt Harmon, he's just chomping at the bit. He's jumping at the bit to get after this one. But Willie Sneed suspended three games, this for violating the league's substance abuse policy. So who is next up, man? Is it Teddy Ginn? Is it a sneaky uptick for the much-reviled Kobe Fleener? Maybe Alvin Kamara getting a little bit of an uptick? I don't know. Matt Harmon, your thoughts here? It's a, it's a good question because I think this does also kind of serve as a reminder that the Saints receiving core is much more shallow, I think, right now than it has been in the right? past few years. And I think this Snead suspension, you know, it was true, obviously, before that, but this kind of brings it up to the forefront now because I like Ted Ginn as a, as a third wide receiver there in New Orleans, but, you know, you're now you're asking him to be the, the clear number two, which he was mostly on going to play on the outside in, in three wide receiver sets and maybe even two wide receiver sets too. So this is a, this is a, pretty, big, it's a pretty big deal, I think, uh, for Snead, 
personally, it's it's disappointing because he's a player I really liked. I've always really liked him as soon as he kind of hit the field in the NFL. And now this is just like a, a roadblock and a player that, that really was trending up and, and should have taken a big step this year, which right. I'm sure he still will once he gets out there. But this does leave the Saints a little more shallow than they uh, were, obviously, at the with with Snead in there uh does anyone like the again the I guess how much of an uptick for Ted Ginn because I don't know man I, I mean I'm seeing online you know folks on Twitter saying that Ted Ginn should now go from undrafted to going into like the eighth or ninth round and I'm I, I'm not sure I can buy that those people were were hitting the holiday weekend a little too hard in my <laughs> estimation Ginn, Ginn should sh- certainly be drafted and he might have some value especially in the the shootout type of games that the Saints will fall into but yeah. I don't think we need to overreact here or move anybody much higher up draft boards or week one rankings. Does does Sneed, I mean, how much does Sneed move down? Yeah. I, I think a lot of folks were really excited about Sneed coming into the season, but you missed three games. I mean. He was going in like seventh, know. eighth round. He's yeah. probably, what, 11 now, maybe 12? No, I think, well, I, back to the, the Ginn point, too, I think if people were saying he should not have been drafted uh first they were wrong there because I thought he was definitely a draftable player I had him at wide receiver 49 before this news okay because I still think yeah. he was going to post a lot of really relevant weeks and of course I know it's going to be tough to predict when they are blah 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 blah. that's the, the point but you know you're still going to get that high weekly ceiling from him and I think that that becomes much more appealing now in these first three games and, and as for Snead he does become a pretty tough draft pick in like a, a single digit round I, I don't know if you're still drafting I, I think he, you can get him as a nice value but um, you know you're not getting like a superstar when he returns uh, from the f- from those first three games you're, you're getting a, you know a solid wide receiver too if we've seen PPR if we've seen anything from Drew Brees too, the evolution of his game and the evolution of the Saints offense is they don't attack downfield quite as much um, and I think part of that is to help preserve Drew Brees from you know taking big hits um, but They've become much more ball control offense, and really I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they're trying to shield their defense uh, a little bit because their defense obviously has been you know, historically one of the worst in the league, uh, if not the worst in the league. So a little bit more ball control, that's what Snead's value is, is in that offense. He's a, a great possession guy underneath, gr- runs great routes, has great hands, uh, and obviously Drew Brees trusts him. So he's gone. Teddy Ginn's that nine-round guy, the guy who's going to stretch the field. That's why I kind of wonder if Kobe Fleener might get an uptick here. Does anyone kind of buy that thought? Hmm. Not not enough to make a huge difference, honestly. Like, he, Breeze is so good at spreading the ball around. Like, sure, Fleener could see a few more targets, but it's not suddenly going to be the case where he's turning into the Travis Kelsey or Rob Gronkowski of the offense. Okay. All right. Saints start off Vikings, Patriots, Panthers. Those are – Probably like the three games that you would project them to score a little bit less points than they normally would. Those are all pretty tough defense. Maybe yeah, the, the, the Pats. I, I think th- I think the Panthers are going to have a really good defense, and it's and it's in Carolina. It's not in I New see. Orleans. Re- okay, so. revenge game for Ted Ginn. Oh, oh. Good, good call though. Great Fire point. Eighty-eight yard touchdown. Bobby. Fire that up. Two of them. <laughs> but then coming back, then coming back from that, they've got the Dolphins, Lions, Packers, Bears, Bucks. That's a really slam dunk schedule there for the rest of the, the okay. You said Packers and Gelhar shot you look. No, that that was <laughs> absolutely right. He's absolutely, yeah. It wasn't a look. I think it was more of a, yeah. Man, yeah. I was, yeah. I'm just looking to stir the pot here. Yeah, I like it. All right. The bill shockingly cut Jonathan Williams, the 23-year-old yeah. running back, ex- was expected to be the primary backup to LaShawn McCoy. That job all of a sudden is Mike Tolbert's. Weird. I just, I mean, I read this and I'm thinking, What? How did they cut Jonathan Williams? They don't have a lot of depth 
at the running back position. I know Jonathan Williams had been struggling somewhat in pass protection, and you know they had some ball security issues, and, and you know he was reportedly struggling to figure uh, to to pick up the offense a bit. But when he got out there, I, I didn't think he looked bad at all. Uh, I I, I kind of liked the way he kind of looked. Uh, again, not a guy that I'm I'm going to be you know blowing a hundred dollars worth of fab budget on, but. You know, if Shady were to miss any time, yeah, solid pickup. Jonathan Williams, now he's gone. Uh, franchise, what are you making the news? I mean, I don't know why they did this. They have next to nothing uh, in terms of depth behind right. Sean McCoy. It's kind of crazy to just let a guy like Williams go like that. I don't get it. I mean, I know a lot of people had Williams on deep sleeper lists. Like, Gelhar wrote a whole piece that Jonathan Williams is kind of leading as a deep sleeper. I was telling people to draft him late in rounds as a, oh, yeah. a shady handcuff. Yeah. It's kind of – He was uh, a super trendy late-round pickup. Yeah. doesn't really make sense. There must, there's must, there got to be something underlying. I know he had like a hamstring and a knee injury in the preseason, but Todd. it's definitely a shock. I okay. think the next two guys behind him have combined like 60 career carries. Uh, oh, Mike Tolbert's Joe, got a lot. Well, I'm not counting Tolbert oh, as a oh, fullback. Like oh. Joe Banyard and Taiwan Jones have like a combined 60-ish. Taiwan Jones, oh, that's man. the guy who like used to be on the Raiders. Yeah, but didn't he like switch between running a running back and cornerback at times? I think he may have. That's the same. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> 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 so that's the state of it. But it's this is kind of also a point where why it's dangerous to sometimes draft handcuffs. I think the thinking with Williams was that he was more than a handcuff though, because Gillisley had you know, 120 carries or whatever, yeah, a bunch value. of touchdowns yeah, sure. last year. So you thought you might have at least flex value with Williams. But now that Bill's offense, man, I'm not touching anybody not named LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. It'll be worth watching to see where he – if he gets picked up anywhere because I think that would tell you a Absolutely. lot about what the rest of the league thinks about Jonathan Williams, whether fantasy analysts like us were just too excited about the potential there mm-hmm. uh, or whether the NFL actually agrees that, no, this is a really talented player. I mean – you know, he's over 220 pounds. He did miss his final year of college with injury issues, and maybe that's what really did finally put the nail in the coffin there in Buffalo. Uh, but draft analysts like Greg Cosell really liked uh, Jonathan Williams. He said he was like one of the most talented backs of that draft class. So pretty pretty weird uh, arc of his career here. But, you know, I wouldn't rule it out that he ends up on some other roster and, and becomes relevant again. I fantasy. think he's going to. I mean, again. The Giants or something? Like? They need to, I mean, yeah, there are some. There's definitely some backup running back gigs up for, up for grabs, no doubt about it. All right, Jeremy Lankford, speaking of backup running backs, he was cut by the Bears. There were rumors of his demise earlier this offseason. I thought that maybe he had done enough. The Kadeem Carey injury I thought may have solidified his roster spot. Not to be. Talking about life moving fast, though, man. This is at this time last year, Jeremy Lankford was the Bears starting running back with a promising future, except for Mike Clay, who thought he was trash. But <laughs> it turns out Mike Clay was right. It turns out Mike Clay was, was right on point. Now, Jeremy Langford is without a team the last time I checked. I don't know. I mean, life does move fast for Jeremy Langford, so who knows? Maybe he's back on the rush. I don't NFL know. NFL stands not for long. I know, but it, it's – Especially it's, at the running back position. It yep. is absolute craziness, though, that Jeremy Langford goes from starting running back, again, a young, promising running back with a starting gig to completely out of the NFL in a calendar year. That is insane. All right, what do you guys make of the news? In particular, I'd love to focus on Tarek Cohen because – He's really the reason why Jeremy Langford became kind of obsolete there. Uh, and, Alex, we'll start with you. Uh, I think this <clears throat> excuse me, makes puts Tyre Cohen on the radar. Like He could certainly be a sneaky waiver wire ad stash candidate before week one until we get a clear sense of his role. With the dearth of patch ca- pass catchers in that Bears offense, Like Cohen could see some third down work we've already talked about. We've spoke ad nauseum on this podcast, especially you, James, about – 
Jordan Howard's deficiencies last year in the passing game, although that eye surgery. He that can, eyes see, now. He can, he can see, see now. He can see now. LASIK, baby! But it certainly, I think it clears up some of the question marks in this backfield. They like Cohen. They This GM coaching tree invested in him, and he's probably the backup now. All right, so what about for Jordan Howard, though? I mean, obviously not, not a lot of competition there uh, in terms of you know carries in the backfield, but uh, franchise, what do you make of the news there? Uh, I think we also – Kadeem Carey was placed on injured reserve, I believe, with a wrist injury. So in the last week they lost Kadeem Carey and uh, uh, Jeremy Langford. I think Benny Cunningham is like the number three on the depth chart. I believe that's right. Uh, but in terms of Jordan Howard, like maybe he comes off the field on third downs now and they just plug Tariq Cohen in. I don't know if uh, they've used Cohen like split out as a wide receiver at all yet. We can look that up on next-gen stats. But um, I don't know about Jordan Howard in the first round anymore, man. If he's, you know, coming off, if he's not going to be a three-down back, I mean, he'll probably still get all the goal line work. But yeah. if his snaps come down, that's, that's concerning. This is a, a little bit of a – I don't know. How do I put this? It, it's, it fits the narrative, but, you know – do with this as you will. So Jordan Howard didn't play a ton of snaps uh, in the preseason, but you know, in that preseason week three, he got 12 carries on the ground for 45 yards. Yeah. But he saw no targets in the passing game. Yeah. I think it's a sign of what to expect. And again, small Cohen. sample size. Yeah. I'm saying it's a small sample size, but it's something at least to note. And Cohen coming in on third downs, he's it, it's a change of pace that will keep defenses on their toes a little bit, you know? I agree. Instead of having that bigger Jordan Howard back there, now they have this little guy running around much quicker change of pace. So I don't disagree. Yeah. I don't disagree at all. All right, Pittsburgh traded Sammy Coates in a seventh rounder to Cleveland for their sixth round pick. Justin Hunter is the backup deep threat wide receiver in Pittsburgh. We'll start with Sammy Coates. Any value there, Matt Harmon? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, look, the reason I bring it up, look, he's a big body deep deep threat guy on a team bereft of a lot of playmakers. Corey Coleman is there. Uh, Kenny Britt is there, I guess, if you are of that ilk. But <laughs> if you're of that ilk. <laughs> I mean, he is there. <laughs> he's there. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Look, Sammy Coates, big body wide receiver. I mean, I mean he's got some issues with his hands, but. Um, <laughs> he's just got some issues being a good player, man. Okay, he's that's just, he's not. He's not, a, he's, not a good, he's not a good wide receiver, and I don't really want to get too far down the Browns pecking order trying to think that there's going to be anything relevant there. I mean, I think that people have gotten gotten themselves really excited about Kenny Britt at times, and, and I think that he's definitely an undervalued draft asset. But, like, again, how much value is really going to be there in the Browns passing game? I'm excited about Deshaun Kaiser, but he's also a running quarterback that, yeah. that's going to take off at times. Like, I just don't think we can – kid ourselves and thinking that like we're going to get too far down the pecking order and there's going to be a lot of relevance with, with Hey listen running but here's the thing running quarterbacks <clears throat> with uh deep threat wide receivers they go well together especially yeah. a a big guy like Sammy Coates he's going to be if if Kaiser's looking downfield, he's going to see Sammy Coates. That's a big body that's, down there. That's if Sammy Coates is on the field. But Britt's a big it's body true. and a good deep threat, and Coleman's a good deep threat. He's not as big of a body, though. So I think both of those guys will be on the field much more and will okay. probably be more intended targets at least more often than Sammy Coates. Oh, Coleman yeah. ran the most nine routes of any receiver I charted for reception perception last That's what year. he does. So I think, I think I'd think i like to see that actually come down a little wow. bit and have him yeah. used in space more. That's a little too aggressive. It was crazy. But anyways – uh, I'll take the under on 30 catches for Sammy Coates. <laughs> I'll take the under on 25. Okay. You got 22. I'll right. take the under on – no, I'm going <laughs> keep going down. Uh, Philip Dorsett traded to New England from Indianapolis. Jacoby Brissett, now a Colt, the backup quarterback there in Indianapolis. Can Dorsett 
do anything in New England. I'll pass. Yeah. I mean, maybe he'll be their punt returner. New England is known for taking these guys from other teams and making them into something. They right? lost Julian Edelman. Right. You've already saw that they might be limiting Danny Amendola's snaps. Okay. But I mean, I oh, okay. I don't know. All right. I'm not I'm not going out to get Philip Dorsett on the waiver wire. To me, it's just funny because both their last names end in set. <laughs> I saw oh, your, that's I saw your joke about away. that on Twitter. Well, both teams are set now. <laughs> I mean, both teams nice. had a guy named Set, and they just swapped <coughs> sets. So. Perfect. They I decided to it. change the first few jersey letters and probably their eyes. <coughs> All right, let me ask you this about J- Jacoby Brissett. Um, yeah. Obviously, he did not be- beat out Tolzien in week one, but I-, I would think that he's got enough potential to, to potentially – uh, pass Tolzien at some point this season, barring Andrew Luck coming back. I, I don't know. I don't have that much hope for, for Luck coming back in the first month. That's just yeah, me. That's just me. I think that's fair. This move kind of signals that the Colts aren't either. Right. Oh, that's a need, great point. They need someone behind Tolzien if Tolzien completely fails. Right. At least they have a guy, Brissett, who's played, you know, he started an NFL game or two last year. He's more of a playmaker. He had a really, yeah, yeah. And he had a really good week four preseason game. I think the Patriots were showcasing him. I I think he had four touchdowns. I think he had five. Five touchdowns? Yeah, he was like it was like something like the best preseason performance or something. I, yeah, I was going to say, I think the Colts in their press release even said, like, coming off perhaps the best preseason quarterback performance in NFL history. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. But, I mean, calm, vanilla, calm down, Colts. Vanilla defense is in week four. Calm down. But the Colts or the Patriots were showcasing him. Now they the, were. The Colts have a guy with some t- potential here. Uh, all right, so let's say he does win that starting gig. Does it mean I, – I would imagine it means uh, better things for the Colts' offense. Would that make you feel better about a T.Y. Hilton, make you feel better about the Dante Moncrief? No. Better than Negative. Tolzien, I think. Yeah, I think anything is better than Tolzien. Yeah. There you I go. Just, I mean, <laughs> so, what so yes. Seen of, what we've seen you of Brissett is such a small sample size, so he's got to learn the offense first. And he and was – we'll was, see what happens. Shaky as a starter last I was gonna, year. I was going to say he, the Patriots. He got that win, but d- didn't he hit the only points that he scored? Wasn't it on like a long touchdown run on a yeah. broken play? I or think something against that. the Texans. Yeah, yeah, and that was a game where Blunt had like <clears throat> three some, touchdowns, some bizarre two, two touchdowns, yeah. and yeah, he, he had a carries. huge amount of carries. Yeah, they were clearly trying to run the ball to hide, you know, not hide Brissett, but make him more of like a, an ancillary piece of the offense. That's right. Yeah. And uh, New England quarterbacks, after they leave New England, uh, not so great. But you I don't know. We'll see. You things things aren't going well for Ryan Mallett. <laughs> Ryan. Ryan. I mean, technically, we're always talking about the Patriots trading their backups for a first round pick, and technically, Dorsett was a first round pick. So hey, there you go. Keep you that nailed, trend you going. You nailed it. I mean, they Keep got that trend they going, got baby. Brandon Cooks too. They're just like loading up on these. I, I was like fast wide receivers. I was obviously like very busy this weekend, but I was disappointed that I. Did not get a chance to like create some kind of troll uh, tweet about like well obviously they were very disappointed in, in what they've seen from Brandon Cook so yeah. far they already feel that <laughs> need to go out and get a oh, small man. Patriots <laughs> Twitter would have come at you I don't know what's more vicious uh, Patriots <laughs> Twitter or Brandon Cooks Twitter because those guys are very passionate about Brandon Cooks so yeah, I was, love Brandon Cooks I was like maybe I should just focus on interesting this interesting. my real life Washington <laughs> let go of running back Matt Jones who was then claimed off waivers by the aforementioned Indianapolis Colts it's a merc. Uh, murky backfield depth behind Frank Gore, quite honestly. It's Matt Jones, it's Marlon Mack, it's Robert Turbin. Uh, probably in reverse order, actually, if we're looking at depth. Probably Robert Turbin is the – I would agree. Know, uh, is probably the handcuff. Marlon Mack is there as well. And then Matt Jones is there for depth. But regardless, uh, what do we make of the Matt Jones going to Indianapolis news, Alex Gilhar? 
Not much. I mean, this is a guy that had a lot of ball security problems. I think this is just that front office taking a shot on a guy who has flashed some talent but has some issues he needs to work out in his game, and it's simply a depth add behind them. I'm sure they would trust Turbin and Mac, like you said, over a guy they just signed off the street with a case of fumbleitis. Sure. <sighs> well, it's a, uh, I don't know if this is a hot take, but it will not surprise me if Matt Jones has, like, fantasy relevance late in the year. Yeah. Just I don't disagree. W- wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me because I, I think if he Frank is. Frank Gore breaks down. Yeah, Frank Gore breaks down. You know, Robert Turbin. Is, like, they, they've really tried to pump up Robert Turbin, but, like, come it, on, man. It's Robert Turbin. It's Robert I, Turbin. Right. I do think if Frank Gore breaks down, it's just going to be, a, like, a three-headed committee back yeah. there. So I guess I guess the point that the, the reason I, I, I highlight this is because I think a lot of folks might have been like, okay, I need to find a Frank Gore handcuff. Yeah, I feel like that's the handcuff most people are looking for because they figure 34 years old, he's seen a lot of carries, blah, 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 blah. Okay, uh, I, I think the addition, though, of Matt Jones makes it impossible to draft any of them Yeah, yeah. come draft day. Now, we'll figure this out if, if the injury happens and then you know the waiver wire process goes through. But if we're talking about uh, upcoming drafts, the addition of Matt Jones in that backfield, to me anyways, makes all three of those guys undraftable because, again, it's just too murky. And they're potentially on a really bad team if Andrew There is that as well. For a great, while. great point. The yeah. last thing you want is a committee back on a struggling offense. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be drafting Sign me up for that. Them. I wouldn't have been drafting any of them before this, but it's like nobody yeah. has slayed more handcuffs too than Frank Gore, by, by the way. True. <laughs> like, it's true. Like, it's like six years ago we were talking about, hey, was that the Korean or – Hunter guy, the Kendall Hunter in Kendall San Francisco. Right. Yeah. He could maybe take that job. And it's nope, nope, nope. Just stiff arming fools everywhere. I love it. Right. Uh, Seattle traded Jermaine Curse in a conditional second rounder to the Jets for Sheldon Richardson, a former NFL Defensive Player of the Year, uh, rookie Player of the Year, excuse me, in 2013, and a Pro Bowl defensive tackle in 2014. Curse is he worth a flyer there in New York? Matt Harmon. Hashtag never Jets. Yeah, it's going to be a no for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody? Nothing? No. I mean, he's a better option than, like, Ardarius Stewart and Robbie Anderson. Okay, so I can I – I don't even think he's better than both. Robbie Anderson. I think he knocks them both down a peg. He's right, a so better wide receiver. It, uh, is he, though? Jermaine Curse I would the, say he is. He struggled mightily even in Bad. Seattle. Like I think he caught, like, one of, like, 12 red zone targets last year, and he yeah. never had a great catch rate. He's not His like – he's not terrible. like a – he's not a special athlete. He's He's – He's a system. We're all special, okay? Oh, wow. He's special Debatable. Too. Does this hurt Robbie He's Anderson? better than all of us. We're sitting here yeah. in a podcast that's, studio. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I, I could have made it if it wasn't guys. for my injury troubles. Yeah, right. <laughs> wow. For my knee troubles. Uh, no, but no, I mean, really, though, does it hurt the – I mean, a lot of folks were taking the Robbie Anderson dart throw super late in drafts. Does this, I guess, hurt that? I mean, if you want to yeah. call you know, a dart throw being, you know, whatever. I think so. I think so. I think that, for sure. that he'll get out there and he'll get targets. And I just – you know, uh, I actually I think it was Adam Harstead just recently rebumped this tweet of his from 2013, uh, and it was it is essentially him saying Adam Harstead, by the way, writes for Football Guys. He's a really good follow, um, smart guy. Yeah, he said back in 2013, if your logic for picking a wide receiver late in a draft is well, somebody has to catch the ball. I just want to remind you that it's I think it's December 2013 right now, and no Jets wide receiver has 300 more than 350 yards. <laughs> So and we're kind of <laughs> here in the same spot. So I don't know the the interest. Somebody has to catch the ball. We all say uh, it. I've said it. I yep. know everybody has said it. Sure. Sometimes somebody doesn't have to catch Last the ball. Last year, Jeremy Curley led the 49ers in targets 
uh, yeah, I don't remember what his yardage were, but he it had, was he under had, 700. He had like oh. 24% of the team targets and didn't cross 700 receiving yards. Oh. So that logic is is faulty on All certain right. teams. Fair enough. Um, what about for the Seattle defense as a fantasy unit? Uh, man, they get a little nastier, especially up front. I think Richardson fills that void left behind by Brandon Meebane a year ago. I, you know, again, when you start thinking about great defenses, they get pressure up the middle, and that is what Sheldon Richardson does. He is an elite run stopper as well. Um, does this, I guess, you know, solidify Seattle as one of the three best fantasy defenses in your mind? I uh, I think they will be extremely good, and we'll get a great test in week one to see how worried we should be about starting fantasy players against Seattle because they travel on the road to Green Bay. Mm. So, And that Green Bay offense is loaded. It's one of the best in the league. So if they go into Lambeau Field and hold that Packers offense to like 24 points or whatever, oh. that's going to be huge red flag. Like yeah. anytime a team, especially in Seattle, it's going to be a case where like even good fantasy players you might want to be worried about starting against that defense. So we'll get yeah. a good look, but that team that team is one of the best front sevens in football and that could yeah. terrorize bad offensive lines or bad quarterbacks. Yeah, after yeah. they play the Packers, they play the 40 they're at home versus the 49ers. They're on the road to Tennessee. They're at home versus the Colts and they go on the road to LA to Oh, face oh my god. So like god. It good sucks night. it sucks drafting a, a, a defense week 1 and then not wanting to play them, which is how I would feel about drafting Seahawks. Seattle. Like wouldn't want to play them in week 1 going into Lambo, but then after but that do it's it. like, well, it's <laughs> a pretty good schedule. Yeah, it's yeah. not not too shabby. Um, you know, we see defenses kind of go all over the place in terms of, you know, more common drafts versus uh, industry drafts. I know in industry drafts, it, it's it's a game of chicken. Who, who can last the longest, um, you know, without going with defense there? But uh, to uh, a more casual player playing in a more casual league, when would you feel comfortable uh, suggesting taking a defense like Seattle? I think people usually reach in more casual leagues, maybe 10th round. Like if you don't get them in the 10th round, someone else might grab them. So, so do you think? In the tenth. So do you think a tenth round Cash. grade for uh, the Seattle defense is is good? Not in a league. I don't play like that. But if you're in a casual league and you want to lock up a defense that you can start every week without having to think about it, yes. Okay, there you go. Uh, fantasy fantasy defenses. Would you rather have Seattle or Denver? Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, I think so. Denver plays in a more loaded division, and they did lose Wade Phillips too. I, I think that defense is still going to be very good, but you can't just like erase the the loss of him. He's been an amazing fantasy defensive coordinator. You yeah. lose the the defensive coordinator. T.J. Ward obviously goes to Tampa Bay as well. Yeah, uh, Marcus Ware some, retires. Demarcus Ware retires. I think there's a little bit of turnover there. Yeah. Talib might not be the same guy. Uh, I mean, older. And plus, Talib is a guy that we're talking about. I mean, he's. Again, last few year, last couple of years has been nice, but yeah. I mean, before that, uh, an extensive injury history. So no, I think you're right. All right, so there you go. Um, the Steelers released Fitzgerald to Sot, but then resigned him to the practice squad. Does it make James Conner the clear cut next in line next to Le'Veon Bell? I think it definitely does. Uh, we saw Fitz Toussaint getting some work in the preseason ahead of James Conner. James mm -hmm. Conner was kind of coming off an injury. But he showed well. I think he had 98 yards in that one game. He did. And I think they want him to be the future of that backfield. They might you know, might not have left Bell next year mm. if these contract talks don't work out or whatever the case may be. So I think they want to kind of groom Conner as the next in line there as, as that leader of that backfield if, if they lose left Bell. The Niners released all of the running backs. Tim Hightower yes, gone. Sir. Oh, yeah. He's the other one on my SFB team. Capri <laughs> 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 gone. <Dude. laughs> 
<laughs> Joe Williams was surprisingly placed on season-ending IR with an ankle injury, maybe. Bye. Carlos Hyde, the starter. Matt Breida, the option running back out of Georgia Southern. He is the backup there now, the rookie. It's looked good. He's looked, yeah. he's looked fantastic. Then the team and went and picked up Jeremy McNichols. On their practice squad. On their practice squad. This after the fifth-round rookie out of Boise State was released by the Tampa Bay Bucks. All right, so what do we make of this backfield, Matt Harm? I mean, it really locks in Carlos Hyde. who Doesn't it? You know, a couple of months ago was pretty much like on a hard pass list for Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. All the buzz was negative, but – He's looked good in the preseason. This is a good system for running backs, and it appears that they are in his corner. Um, I think it obviously makes Matt Breida right now the favorite to be the number two running back. 100%. Uh, I don't know how much I really care about the number two running back on the San Francisco 49ers. Agree. Uh, but Hyde is, is a player prone to you know miss time, uh, so that is he's somebody that we should at least be on our radar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it locks in Carlos Hyde to me, um, and also just a – pretty painful lesson for McNichols, I mean, who people were expecting to, like, push for the starting job right. this year. Didn't even make the roster. He was super it's productive in, school, in in college. Yeah, and not athletic. Not translate. Yeah, super athletic. And, and, I mean, if you watch Hard Knocks, you even saw some of that crop up there. Like, he was pretty clearly behind the eight ball from yep. from the jump. And, I mean, they kept guys like Peyton Barber. I think, I think the par- problem with Jeremy McNichols was – he just couldn't get out of his own head. I mean, they were asking him to play special teams, right. and it just I don't think it worked out. He didn't have to play special teams in college because he was a, a star there, and he was struggling to pick that up, and I think the hesitation, I think, really showed. So, as as you mentioned, on hard knocks, I mean, it just seemed like he was thinking too much yeah. out there and not really playing. Every time you saw him, because there's, there's, there's one scene of him in practice where, you know, he's really kind of swimming. They're, they're getting on his back, and then there's another scene, I think, with him, Deshaun Jackson, and Jameis Winston in, like, yeah. a – in a hotel, hotel room, room. Yep. going through some walkers. That was, that was cool. cool. That, was that was way cool, cool to That's see. a great scene. Yeah. That, yeah, it's been a good season of Hard Knocks. Uh, but I, I, just every time I felt like I saw McNichols, he, he just had this, like, whoa, look on his face. Like yeah. like yeah. you said, that this was all too big for him. And, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's just a reminder that when you go on the third day of the NFL draft, they're going to expect you to come in and contribute on special teams. You're not just going to walk right into, you know, a running back job. And, and right. it's, it's – it's a tough. And it's a tough gig. Also, quick aside with the day three running backs, like every year, draft Twitter, yes. fantasy Twitter, their favorite players get drafted on day three, and the proclamation is made that they're going to steal the starting job from whomever. Whomever, <laughs> I've been at fault of this. We've all We've probably all done have. it. We've all done. But like, it's the lesson to learn. Like they're drafted on day three for a, we- a reason. Joe right. Williams, Jeremy McNichols, like Jamal Williams, all these guys are backups or on different teams now. They're not coming in. And stealing starting jobs from guys that have done it before. Yeah. Right. Although I think it, I think the McNichols thing was justified because again, great athlete. Uh, I mean, it's Jacquez Rogers, right? I mean, it's okay. You're thinking oh, this guy's got an opportunity, anyways. But regardless, it's Quiz Rogers now the starter for the first three games. Peyton Barber now the backup. Charles Sims, Charles Sims. is expected to be the pass catching back. Deep sleeper. Uh, deep sleeper. Please. Really started Sims. to like Doug Martin though. I was just gonna say like this move too. I really like the whole way the whole backfield is shaking up because you've got Jacquez Rogers who we'll get to waiver wire ads. He's available in a ton of leagues still. And could be a great early season flex starter because, like, he got a ton of volume when he was their guy for like three games last year, sure. and that's going to be the case for these first three weeks again. And then, like you said, Doug Martin, love him. If you're still if you're still drafting, he's a great value in those middle rounds. I mean, yep. the Rodgers versus McNichols thing is just a pretty much the encapsulation of what you're talking about. Like, just because you like a player's YouTube clips from their <laughs> college games does not mean that an NFL coach is going to trust them. And it clearly, clearly, clearly shows that. 
those guys in Tampa Bay just trust and love uh, love Jaquiz Rogers. But yeah. I, I do think this is going to be Martin's job when he gets back. Yeah, look great this summer. Real oh, quick on looking, real yeah. quick on Rogers too. Those three weeks he was the featured back for Tampa Bay last year. He okay. finished as the RB fourteen, RB ten, and RB thirteen in standard leagues. <laughs> insane volume because he had he had he had it massive so volume. There was, just, no, there was no one behind. But like that could that could very well be the case here. And even if wow. he doesn't finish that high, but if he finishes as a top twenty running back, that's a great flex starter in the first. Sure. Weeks. Yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, uh, although I would caution, I think the coaching staff has indicated that they do want to mix up their running back usage. I, yeah. I think they admitted that it was probably a mistake. Uh, to give Quiz Rogers right. that much, exactly, work, which was a little. <laughs> I, th- I think he had something like close to ninety touches in those three That's games. Yeah, I, I counted at one point That's last silly, year. Man, he's isn't that crazy? Silly. He's like a tiny guy. He's yeah, five I eight. I think he, he had crazy. like twenty in the first half against in that that Carolina, Carolina game. That game, game was outrageous. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. All right, we should keep moving. we got to get out of here soon. Keep it moving. Cardinals release Chris Johnson. This after Bruce Arians said he was excited to use Chris Johnson in two back sets this season with David. Couldn't be that excited. (laughs) Kerwin Williams is now the backup. Pour some out for CJ2K, by the way. Great career. Yeah. And awesome fantasy career, too. Very underrated. Yeah, man. Like, he got a bad stigma after after his 2K year, but he still would go out and put up, like, 1,400 total yards and, like, six touchdowns every year. I know. And everyone was just, like, lock it in. And everyone was disappointed. It was because you know what it was. It was a heart attack watching him play. Yes. If, if you had to watch him play for four quarters, it was heart attack city because like, it would oh be God one yard carry. Exactly oh God, one lost. yard. Now carry, he lost one that yard. yard. <laughs> Tilting. Talk and about high variance. So player. crazy. Yeah, and then Tilting. sixty yard touchdown. You're like exactly. Whew. All right. Uh, good time to remind folks: every throw, every catch, every two minute drill, every fourth and inches. If it is NFL football and it happened, NFL Game Pass has got it. Did Get it every. Happen? Did it happen? Did it happen? <laughs> Did it happen? Did it happen? Find out on NFL Game Pass. <laughs> Get every live out of market preseason game, condensed games, replays, coaches film, uh. and more. Let me tell you something. I know my audience, and I know my audience is hardcore. I'm muting myself about football. <laughs> Wow. Okay, we got to move Kick on. off your free trial today at NFL.com slash Game Pass. Uh, let's talk. <clears throat> we got to do waiver ads real quick. Yes, we, we do. should leave time for your league submissions and dApps. But I just posted an article today, nine fantasy waiver wire gems to add before week one. These are all higher level guys. Darren okay. McFadden's still available in a bunch of leagues. We don't know what's happening with the Zeke suspension yet. Right. Worth a cursory look. Wendell Smallwood already said Jaquiz Rogers. Carson Palmer, if you have a quarterback who's not in a great matchup, Carson Palmer plays the Lions in week one. Yeah. Good ad, available in a ton of leagues. Good call. And uh, Tyrell Williams, actually, is floating around, at least in a lot of NFL.com leagues. People, if you drafted early or you were in a casual league, he might not have been ranked that highly. Also worth a look. But, French, do you have anybody you want to highlight from your streaming article that's also going to come out today? Yes, sir. I'm going to go with a tight end, Evan Ingram on the New York Giants. Oh. Wait, what? He's only 8% owned. Okay. Uh, the Je- the Giants jettison will tie. In the last couple days, kind of signaling they want Evan Ingram to be that pass catching back. Yes, he's a rookie tight end. We don't know what OBJ's status is for week one. He might not. He might not play. I oh, by know. the way, keep an eye on that. Oh, speaking of Sterling Shepard, owned unowned in a lot of leagues too. <laughs> good, good waiver pickup. Odell Beckham Jr. did not practice Monday. There Uh-oh. you go. There you go. Keep, oh, a, keep an eye on that situation. Don't but. they play the late game Sunday too? Ooh. They play Sunday night, so that's you know gonna what? be that's gonna be Tilt City. You should try and pick him up early. Pick up an option early just well, in let's case wait till OBJ Thursday. Sit. When we get back on Thursday, I'm sure we'll dive into Odell. Yeah. 
Oh, sorry, French, keep going. So, yeah, Evan Ingram, six receptions on nine targets for 75 yards in the preseason. He worked mainly with his first-team offense. He showed well. He's got insane metrics. Uh, he ran a huge four, athlete. 4 4 He's six foot three, two thirty-five. I think he's going to be a big part of that passing game uh, uh, down the seam, inside, in the slot, uh, you know, alongside Sterling Shepard. But with Beckham out, like, he could see more targets. Their run game is just dismal in New York, so – I think uh, Ingram is is in line for a good at least week one uh, against Dallas. Dallas actually allowed 119 receptions and over 1,100 receiving yards to tight ends last year, both Ooh. the highest marks in the NFL for Ooh. defenses. Go get it. So Evan Ingram is only owned in 8% of NFL.com leagues right now. Nice. All right, Matt Harmon, you got anything? Yeah, I would keep an eye on Marcus Goodwin from the 49ers. Yeah. Look. That guy is track star. Look at you. Who are you looking at? No, I'm just. Do I need to tell you his 40 time? No, (laughs) that that kid can run. I I would tell you. I would. I would think if you if you need like a we talked talk talk about deep flyers here. Okay. I think that if you take a flyer on him, he obviously has a high weekly ceiling. Hey, going straight into the danger zone for this one. He roasted a defensive back in the preseason there, and they're playing in Carolina in week one. I think Carolina is probably going to win that game. Yeah. San Francisco, like they will be most of the time. It will be trailing. I'm excited about Pierre Garçon, of course, for that game and the entire season. But I would I would think about if you need a flyer, Marcus Goodwin, because the Panthers, are they're confident in their secondary, and I'm pretty confident in a player like James Bradbury, uh, who I think is a really good up-and-coming corner. He mostly stays on the left side of the field, so if Goodwin can run any routes against Daryl Worley uh, or one of their slot cornerbacks, uh, I think he could bust off a big play. I like nice. it. All right, let me get into some listener league announcements here because I got a lot of them, man. Hey, first of all, where are you at, Chip Soares? Because, again, uh, <laughs> as where are you at? Where are you at? Uh, because as Alex Gailhar mentioned, man, look, I don't want some, you know, Johnny come lately into this uh, into this listener league. If you're not listening to the podcast, you didn't know that you got in. Well, listen, I, maybe we should give up your spot. I don't know. Yeah, probably. I'm just saying. Uh, but again, uh, we'll give you. I don't know. Well, let's say till like you know. Let's just say till like Tuesday. Chip Soares, if you're listening to the podcast, you got till Tuesday to get at me because I'm following you on Twitter, bro. So get at me, hit, get into my DMs, let me know what your email is, and I'll send you an invite. So there you go. Uh, all right, so the first of four. Uh, we will let in a fellow by the name of Tim Monk. He is a Scott from Scotland. Did a full audio mock-up of our podcast and has and said that it's inspired him to start his own NFL football podcast as well. Tim Monk, we welcome you into the Danger Zone. Uh, also welcoming in Taylor Mitchell at Mr. TC Mitchell. He's from Indiana. He also has his own football podcast as well. Says he loves our podcast. He is an ardent fan of the Fantasy Stronghold. Follows all of you guys as well. Plus, he's a big pro wrestling fan. If that all doesn't spell Danger Zone, I don't know what does. Taylor Mitchell, we welcome you in to the Danger Zone as well. We will welcome in... Uh, a fellow by the name of Zach Battles. This is a guy that has been, oh, man, he is active on my notifications. He's active in your notifications as well. For the rest of the Stronghold, we welcome in Zach Battles. He wrote us a great um, podcast review as well. All right, so theoretically the final spot here goes out to <laughs> Richard Campa. 
Richard Campa. If the name what a saga. If the name sounds familiar, it's because remember earlier in this process we let in Richard Campa's wife into the league. <laughs> right. Where at first I thought it was gonna be Richard Campa, and then Adam Rank said, No, no, no. It's his wife that's in the league. But uh, I had to circle back and get Richard Campa back into the league because what is more dangerous than a husband and wife going at it in fantasy football? You guys could sabotage this marriage. Oh, absolutely. The only. Absolutely. We should have like a weekly feature on this. Please. We, we, oh, for just... the website, we also like we interview both of them. Like, So what fights have you been in this weekend? Yeah. To, uh, to Richard and his wife, please don't let this league come between you. Just, Your love can overcome I the just, dangers only. Maybe. Maybe just, it can. I like the fact you let him hang for like a few weeks. Oh, totally. They probably had several conversations. Absolutely. No, about no. how upset they were that he wasn't in the league. She made Probably. It. Well, here's the thing. I'm thinking that maybe she took all of his strategies oh. in preparation for this upcoming draft. Like, hey, can you can you fill me in on what? Who should I draft? Right. What are you thinking? Let's do here? this together. You know what I mean? Now they're going head to head. Right. Exactly. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Watch out. That's gonna be fun. <laughs> I think I think the wife has probably stolen all of his draft strategies and knows exactly what he's gonna do. Man. And in a 16-team league, oh baby. Oh, we, we baby. Stir the pot. I do like it. All right, so there you go. Those are your final four. For anyone else who did not make a listener league, uh, listen, uh, so many great submissions, man. And I, and I know I speak for all the guys here, but so many great submissions. It was really difficult uh, going through and trying to pick those final um, spots. So it, it was really tough. We appreciate all the love that we got as well. Yes, um, thanks to everybody again. Yeah, man. It, it's really it's been really, really cool to see. So, yeah, uh, just thank you to all the listeners out there. Um, if we didn't get you in a league this year, again, we're going to do it again next year. We'll do it the year after that. So, again, just we appreciate all the listeners out there um, getting in, getting into our mentions, and, of course, leaving all those fantastic reviews. So, again, thank you very much. All right, so let's close out the show with a round of Daily Daps. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the Daily Daps and all right, daily dap time. I'm going to kick us off because I would like to daily dap Alex Gelhar's mom for dropping in all of those cookies. It has been absolute carnage downstairs <sighs> with those cookies. A lot of people are in love and hate my mom at the same yes. time because they couldn't refuse the cookies. <laughs> 100% in that boat as well. I have eaten far too many cookies. Oh my I think Lord. they're pretty much all gone now, <laughs> thankfully, so we can all yeah. get back to trying oh, to be healthy man. for the Those chocolate-covered pretzels. Oh, my goodness. We, gotta send, we should send a shipment of those to North Korea. That's what's got to happen. That could be the peace offering. That's eat. it. Oh, my God. You send that to me. It's, it's all good. I'll get my mom right on it. Mom, we need you for world peace. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, college football is back. Daily daps of college football. UCLA coming Ooh. back from a 44-10 to 10 deficit. Wow. To win a 45-44. to 44. It was the second largest comeback in FBS history. Holy 35 cow. unanswered. And it was just, it was madness, man. It was absolute madness. UCLA coming back from 34 down to win. Daily daps to Young Ho Koo, uh, winning the kicker job for the Chargers. He's got that trick shot video that he put out when he was a high school senior. Sick. Um, it was pretty cool. He's a he's a uh, he's from South Korea. This kid has been in the states about 10 years. 
picked up the sport, went to Georgia Southern. There's a lot of Georgia Southern mentions in this show. Shout out Georgia Southern. Exactly, right? So, no, but he won the job, beat out Josh Lambeau. Um, wow. Uh, an incredibly accurate kicker from, from Georgia Southern. Um, and I was joking around on Twitter that he immediately becomes the second-best Korean uh, football player ever uh, next to Heinz Ward. <laughs> I love it. And people are like, well, aren't there any other Koreans? No, that's the joke, bro. That's the joke. There are no other Koreans who have played in the NFL. No, actually, Amazing. I think there's been one other guy. Yeah, I saw somebody hit you back with that on the mentions. But. I think there's one other guy, but doesn't matter. That doesn't fit the joke. Who cares? Uh, so, yes, Young Ho Koo. Winning the kicker job for the Chargers. Daily daps to you, my brother. The All fantasy right. team names are going to be lit. With oh, it, by the way, you know what was really funny? So I, I hit up my friends. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, hey, Young Ho Koo won that job. That's that's um, that's my boy. Yeah. And they're like, oh, how do you know him? I'm like, dude, really? I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he's Korean doesn't mean I know the guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm, I'm happy for him because he's Korean. I'm Korean and all that kind of good stuff. But I don't know the guy, man. So, I mean, please. You're rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. All right. All right. Alex Gellhart, hit me. Uh, Daily Daps to the show, This Is Us. My okay. parents and a lot of other people had been like, oh, you got to watch this. But every time I would talk to my parents last year, they'd be like, did you start watching This Is Us yet? Did you start watching it? Did you watch it? Did you watch it? I was like, no, get off my case. <laughs> like, I haven't watched the show. So when I was back home, I watched the yeah. pilot with them. It was very good. And then cool. this weekend, I dove into a bunch more episodes while I was avoiding the heat wave and like laying under the air conditioner in the apartment. But uh, it's a very good show. I highly recommend it. It's got uh, a lot of really well-written and developed characters, and uh, I'm curious to see where it goes, and season two starts soon. So check it out. It's on Hulu. Does it give you all the feels? It it is. So every episode. That show is like a sniper rifle to the feels. Yeah, dude, it's insane. I'm like, why am I crying again? I was sitting there with Charlie yesterday, and I was like sipping coffee, and I'm like, don't do it, Kelhar, don't do it. (laughs) You, You can make it through this episode. Fun fact, they shot episodes of that uh, show in the apartment building I live in. No oh, way. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Toby, really? Toby's apartment. The oh, cool. Guy, yeah, yeah. His, his, you'll see his apartment door. It's number 18 in orange. Okay. My adjacent apartment building, which is like laid out, same colors and everything shot there so that's cool but it's it's we've a, gone over there and there's like a padlock on the handle so yeah. i think they might be shooting more episodes it's a really good show and as far as network television shows go you know we're in this premium age of tv on yeah. hbo and yeah. amc and all this stuff as far as network shows go this is really good yo and mandy moore is a great actress she's really good in it yeah okay but I've it's also if you zero need, episodes if you need it's a recommendation awesome. <laughs> uh if you liked the movie crazy stupid love it is written by the same guy that wrote that and uh the guys that directed that movie directed the pilot and their executive producers on it so awesome. boom it's got a good good uh good crew around it franchise hit me i'm gonna uh, some of you who watch national news might have heard there was a gigantic brush fire in la county indeed over the weekend Huge. The, the tuna canyon fire uh, and just daily daps to all the firefighters that were out there in the hundred and whatever degree heat. It's craziness. Battling this gigantic fire for days and days. It, the photos on Twitter are unbelievable. It's yep. just, it looks like apocalyptic. Uh, and last night, finally, there was a, a bit of a rainstorm. That was huge. I woke up this morning, and the reports are they've, they've kind of turned the corner on battling this thing. They have it 30% contained. But daily daps to all the firefighters, all the local you know, uh, crews that have been working 24-7 to try to get that fire out. This is also my yearly reminder to daily dap those folks uh, who work the local news broadcast because as much as as much crap as we give local news people, which is, you know, obviously a lot of it's deserved. I used to work in local news, yeah. so I get it. But that being said, when there's something like this, 
like a brush fire or, or something that's hyper local and and threatening lives. Yeah. Where do you go? You don't go to CNN. No. You go to your local news station and you get that information and they keep you abreast of all the important info that you need. And 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 let me tell you, man, that is oh my goodness, that is not an easy job getting out there um and, and trying to find these stories and covering these uh these kind of, you know, natural disasters that happen out there. So again, uh daily daps to those local news folks, which I forgot, but you're right. Uh I it's, mean, it's my yearly reminder to, to do that. Some of the shots of these local people standing like thirty feet from this massive blaze and it's already a hundred degrees out. They're just yeah. like sweating sweating on camera profusely. Crazy. And it's like, wow, I feel so bad. Garden hose in hand. Yeah, for you real. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Insane. Uh real quick before we jump to Boy Young Boy, I'd be remiss speaking of people People getting out and fighting stuff. If we didn't give a shout out to JJ Watt again, love him or hate him because yeah. he's kind of a corny dingus. Dude. Nearly twenty million dollars now Crazy. he's raised for Houston through that. So amazing. Uh, if you can find him on Twitter, if you want to help contribute, but like I, that's incredible. Yeah, that pallets, it got so and high. pallets and pallets full uh, of relief aid. Uh, those big rigs that he threw out there. Yep. All that food effort. All actually the pictures too, right? Um, if I'm not mistaken, all the pictures that he showed of all, all, all the food and the supplies and all that stuff that he was, those were all donations. He hasn't touched the money yet. No. Yeah. He, he hasn't was, touched the money yet. And I think he, I think he just had tweeted Crazy. recently that it's like 18.5 or 18.7 million. Yeah. So I would venture a guess he'll hit 20, which is just yeah, insane. This goes up by a couple million every day. Pretty Good. huge. He's awesome. All, all right, right Harmon. Uh, I think I'm just going to keep it simple, and I'm definitely going to adapt. Uh, my, my friend Buster and his, his uh, wife Molly was a great wedding this weekend and as you guys know uh if you listen to this podcast i have maybe what i would call like many of my relationships a complicated relationship with love and feelings in general uh but <laughs> <laughs> love and feelings. love and feelings in wow. general but i okay. think that it was really cool to see um like buster was definitely like the last person you would ever expect of our friend group to to get married I mean, okay he was definitely like the the class clown like life of the party guy in college and uh, seeing him get married this weekend and just how, like, I def I was joking all weekend that, like, we should have had, like, a bet sheet of, like, what, you know, think different outcomes of the wedding. And, like, <laughs> I would have taken the over on two and a half bits from him during the ceremony. <laughs> Not a thing. He was very no serious bits? about the whole thing. No bits. And, uh, yeah, it was just, it was really cool to see. Uh, so great, I'm, I'm very, nice. very happy for, for him and for her. It was an awesome wedding to be in, to be a part of. Uh, and so maybe maybe love and feelings aren't. A big fat lie after all. All right. <laughs> Good Lord, man. And, uh, uh, weren't we a week – aren't we just a week removed from you telling the world that you're actually in a relationship? Like I said, it's a complicated okay. relationship with right. feelings and love. We'll, right save, we'll save it for next week or next episode. <laughs> save it for the feelings podcast. <laughs> Producer Chris <laughs> in the building. What's up? Give me some daily daps. All right, guys. Daily daps to – the long snapper from USC, Jay Golson. I don't know if you guys saw this. Yes. But, man. Did see this. Blind. <laughs> since age 12. What? A perfect clean snap on an extra point at the end of Crazy. the fourth quarter. It was that nuts. Game. Best best story in college football. Holy crap. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I didn't dude. know that. Yeah. Blind dude. Long snapper. And then and then a ridiculous daily depth to college football sideline props. I don't know if you saw uh, the University of Miami. They have a turnover chain now. What? It's this big, ridiculous, thick gold turnover chain. So if you, you force a turnover, you get to wear it on the sideline. No. Nice. Oh, it's awesome. It screams to you. So yeah. nice. You see the the belts and everything, but I think they one upped everybody Beautiful. with the turnover chain. That's I do cool. like it. All right, so that's your show. We're going to be back on Thursday to get your lineup set for week 
One. Baby, let's go. (laughs) So exciting. For the franchise, Matt Franciscovich. For producer Chris. For the Wizkid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelharn. Of course, boy young, boy himself. West Virginia's finest, Matt Harmon. I'm James Coe. Fake news. We'll see you. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com.